Are you tired of nodding along at parties to conversations you really don't understand? Make it make sense with the KYW News Radio in depth podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Sabrina, have you ever seen or been to the Southeast Asian market in FDR Park? I haven't. I wish that I had. I don't spend a whole lot of time in FDR Park because I live out in West Philly, but I've got to get down there more. I have heard about this market and I need to go actively seek it out to find this delicious food. I mean, I haven't been specifically to the market. Now, being in South Philadelphia, you'll see places that have uh, Vietnamese food and Thai food, Southeast Asian food. But this particular market actually moves around to different spots in the park, and it's not there all the time. But the Cambodian Association of Greater Philadelphia is looking to change that. They've gotten a $100,000 grant to give the market a permanent home. I used to call it the Cambodian Diagon Alley. Because of Harry Potter, of this magical disappearing market that you can't access, now the future of our community will be here, uh, still enjoying the market, without having to ask where the market is. Today, we'll talk about what that means to Philadelphia's growing Southeast Asian, and specifically Cambodian communities. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. And we're joined today by KYW News Radio's food expert, Hadas Kuznets. Hadas, it's good to have you in studio with us today. Good to be here, Jay, with you. So you went to the Southeast Asian market last week. For people who haven't been there before, what does it look like and what does it have to offer? What, do people, what can people get when they go down there? Well, the Southeast Asian market is a weekend market. I went because they were making some special announcements during the week. But really, I mean, essentially, it's the biggest Southeast Asian market you've never heard of, you've Mm -hmm. never been to. But if you're Cambodian, then you know about it if you live outside of Philly because it's very, very famous. You get everything. Papaya salad, uh, tofu, grilled tofu, tofu, um, meat on a stick, um, all kinds of uh, egg rolls and uh, specialty foods and and also specialty spices that are like cooking uh, ingredients that are very specific to that region of the world, too. So it's on weekends, as you said. How long have they been doing it? They've been doing it for decades. So this is a story that goes back... um, to like the 80s when the wave of immigration from Southeast Asia came to South Philly. Um, it, I guess it goes back even further to the Vietnam War, but uh, the people in Vietnam and Cambodia didn't call it that. They call it the American War. Basically, it's a story of refugees that came to America to basically try and make a, lev- a living. And um, this is not a unique story to the Cambodians. It's a, a story that, you know, what what do you do if you're a refugee from a war-torn country that um, you don't have anything, you don't have a home, and you try to make a living? Well, food is the answer. So uh, people popped up. And one of the people that uh, really has a lot to say about this is Sarun Chan. He's with the Cambodian Association of Greater Philadelphia. One of my first uh, moments in this park was learning how to fish with my dad, learning how to bike, learning how to drive my car secretly in the mornings. Uh, And also, it was also one of the first places I tasted my own people's barbecue, Cambodian barbecue, right? I was born in a refugee camp myself, uh, and it's a beautiful evolution for this market, for our community, because now my nieces and nephew who are American-born can enjoy the market. Now the future of our community will be here, hopefully when they're 36, 37, uh, still enjoying the market without having to ask where the market is. 
you know, in the early years, they were really clashing with the Philly police because people didn't have um, permits. The city, uh, you know, in those times uh, would push away the market, shut it down. But as a community of refugees and immigrants, you know, we are resilient and we kept coming back. You know, that's a story of like, why didn't they just get permits? Well, you're you don't speak the language. You're a refugee. You're dealing with issues of trauma. You're just trying to survive. So, I mean, this is the the resilient attitude of the, the immigrant. Um, people just kept popping up in the park trying to make a living um, and showcasing their culture. Um, and fast forward uh, several decades to now, 2022, when they are talking about actually making it an official section of the park. It speaks to a lot of what Philadelphia is, because this is very much a city of immigrants. I mean, this also happened 100 years earlier with the Italian market. And so and that's a very that was a very makeshift market. That's a Uh, that's a great comparison, because I was thinking of the Italian market, which has now become a whole section of South Philadelphia. I mean, they're they're kind of following the same uh, plan where the Italian market, they got together kind of a merchant's association to organize themselves. And that's what the Cambodian Southeast Asian market in FDR Park has done. They have organized themselves with a merchant's association. um, And so. Through that association with people that can help to navigate like the bureaucracy of the city, they've been able to kind of be a little bit more legit. Uh, First of all, they're able to raise money, which is also very important. Um, And they've gotten a grant from the city to be able to include them in their new plan for FDR Park. So they're going to renovate all of this acreage. And it's very important for them. uh, The people that were once kicking them out of the park, telling them to go home when they didn't even have a home, um, are now going to create a... um, like a, they're going to figure out where they're going to put them in the park, but they're going to create like a whole section that includes water and bathrooms and electricity because that's what you need for merchants. And this market is not just known here in the city of Philadelphia. It's well known across the country. It draws people from all over. The Parks and Rec Commissioner, Catherine Ott Lovell, she spoke about this and talked about the draw of the Southeast Asian market. When we first started working with this group, it was almost 80 vendors that were showing up every weekend from other states and then also participants where it was maybe, you know, just um, word of mouth, right? It was all just word of mouth. People coming from the surrounding community, people now come from the whole mid-Atlantic region to, to, to enjoy the market, not just vend at the market, but also to come and uh, participate in the market and to, to buy things at the market. Uh, Hadash, you mentioned FDR Park. That is the focal point here. Why is FDR Park so integral to the Cambodian and Southeast Asian communities here in Philadelphia? Because this is that's the area where they settled when they came to this area. It was like South 7th Street, South Philadelphia. Uh, that was the area where uh, the families lived and you set up where you live. Um, Sarun talks about uh, like if you're Cambodian, you know where you have to visit. You know where you have to go. If you just search it up on YouTube, you will see people visiting our city from California, Seattle, Lowell, New England area, Florida, Virginia, just to come to this market. It's almost like um, a destination spot. That It's almost like a checklist almost like, hey, I'm Cambodian American. What is the key places I need to go visit for Philly? It's, it's this market for sure. And also the local temples. Now we have to take a quick break here, but when we come back, we'll hear more about what it will mean to the Cambodian community and all of Philadelphia to have a permanent home for the Southeast Asian market. We'll have more with Hadas Kuznets when we come back. 
I'm Jay. I'm Sabrina. And Hadas Kuznets is here telling us about the Southeast Asian market in FDR Park that's going to be getting a permanent home with the help of a $100,000 grant from the city. The market has been kind of hard to find. It's moved around. It's not there every weekend. I love that Sarun Chen described it as like... I used to call it the Cambodian Diagon Alley because of Harry Potter, of this magical disappearing market that you can't access and you got to ask people where it's at and you got to have secret passageway. But it is becoming permanent and I'm sure that will help business, of course, for the vendors. What else will this permanent home offer? How else is this grant helping it to grow? Well, the grant right now is only for organizational purposes. So they're going to help to plan it. Then they have to raise the money to build it. So that's going to take some time. Now, when could we see a permanent home for the Cambodian Southeast Asian market? It's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They got to plan it, number one, and they got to raise the money for it. Um, And then they got to build it. And you also mentioned there that people are coming in that that he says, if you're Cambodian and you come to Philadelphia, this is where you got to go. It's uh, little Cambodia. It, it is. And, and that brings you to the next point is that now this is an opportunity to kind of really expose people to Cambodian culture and help them get to know more about people, too. And just as in every culture, Sarun was telling me, there are specific spices that are like so, so specific that um, you could only find in this market because people bring them from Cambodia. Back in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, you could not find these recipes or these these flavors or these ingredients in regular supermarkets, in regular Asian supermarkets. You know, they're so unique to Southeast Asia. People travel to get their ingredients to make the specific dishes um, that, like, you only eat in Cambodia. And, that you know, and you know, food does this. It takes you back. It, uh, you know, reminds you of certain places and of travel and a lot of, you know, people that go here of home. And then there's a whole other layer of it when you are like, this wasn't built out of just like, hey, let's travel. This is these are refugees with trauma, with like you have no choice. Like you you got to, you know, hold on to that culture, make a living for yourself. So there's that like struggle also, which maybe makes it all that more sweeter because it took them. It was so hard for them to keep this market. It's a big victory Going yes. dec- decades back, right? Exactly. The, the long, you're in it for the long haul and we made it. And this is really amazing to see. I want to go just to taste the food because I don't know if I've ever had specifically Cambodian food before. I've got to check it out. Oh my gosh. They had like, you know, got to take one for the team. They had like a little uh, tasting. They were showing off the food that they're bringing. Um, and it is so good. It's like sweet and sour and spicy and um, the, the the tofu was uh, surprisingly delicious. I, I'm not a big tofu fan, but this was really good. Uh, there's a lot of meat, meat on a stick. <laughs> salads are amazing. Food always seems to be the great equalizer for everything. It's... Everyone's got to eat. One more thing while you're here, speaking of FDR Park, the flower show. The Philadelphia flower show is outdoors at FDR Park. Could this be a permanent thing to have the flower show outdoors in the summer where people can really get out and enjoy it? Uh, well, that's still to be determined. That is one of the questions that I asked the uh, organizers. I spoke with PHS chief of shows, Sam Lenheny, and uh, he told me that this is something that they're thinking about. All kinds of different options, just staying outside, potentially going back inside, maybe doing two shows. I think that would be amazing to keep an outdoor show and an indoor show. Who knows? But that's some of the, some of the things that we're actually thinking about and talking about. 
it does make a difference. It does have a different feel to it when there's no ceiling overhead. Some of the folks that I spoke with that were there to visit, some of the PHS members got a preview as well, and they were talking about how. It's definitely nice to like be outdoors. It has a different feel. I feel like the arrangements, they just take up space differently, especially because there isn't like a ceiling overhead. It's just a different feeling to be uh, outside and to really feel the season. So, I mean, we could, they could come see it again outside at FDR Park again. It would have to be in June because they're looking at the weather. Um, we could see it go back. Or, like I said, the third option is having two, which um, Lem Henny says is what he would really like to see. Two shows would be ideal. Now, I don't know if the planners would like that, but he would like that. Hadas, thank you so much for joining us. Now, you can follow her on Twitter at Hadas Kuznets. And if you're into Philly's food culture, you can check her out on the What's Cooking podcast. That's it for today. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. Now, I'm off tomorrow, but as we head into Father's Day weekend, Brian will be back talking with an organization that provides support for young fathers here in the city of Philadelphia. Plus, when I do return on Monday, you best believe we're talking about Juneteenth. So you guys take it easy and make sure you come back for all of that. Have a great Thursday. I'll see you on Monday.